Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. 61% respectively in the bank's same named report from two years ago. So what is driving this much needed change? Well, on today's show, we've invited two very special guests from CMC Markets in Sofia to discuss women's approach to investing and what more can be done to empower them to feel confident when managing their finances. So without further ado, let's welcome on the show Daphne Tan, the head of corporate social responsibility at CMC Markets, and Tanya Rolf, the co-founder of Sofia. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. All right. It's a pleasure to have you here in the studio with us. Now, to kick things off, I want to talk about how you guys started on investing. And let's start with you, Tanya. You were a co-founder. You are a co-founder of Sophia, the financial platform that in Asia with a mission to educate and empower women to manage their personal finances. And I understand that you are also recognized as LinkedIn top voices of 2022 for gender equity in Singapore. So tell us more. I think I started investing when I actually first moved to Singapore, so quite late in my life, which was uh, more than seven years ago. But given that I'm not 21, I was actually quite late Mm. in my life to start investing. Um, So I started investing when I uh, moved to Singapore. I realized it was quite a startup hub here Mm. and uh, was really excited by all of the different businesses and actually started in quite an unorthodox way with angel investing, which is quite a risky asset class Ah. and not necessarily one that I enjoy. Endorse, um, <laughs> as a, as a stepping, you know, a first step into investing. Yeah. But it was my it was my experience because all of the different types of investments I was uh, I, I was exposed to were very interesting for me. Different types of businesses in different sectors, mm. and um, it led me to launch an investment platform for women entrepreneurs across Southeast Asia. Wow, jump into the deep end <laughs> of the pool, right? Uh, that's a good way to approach investing as well. You learn from the tough way. But let's bring you in on the conversation as well, Daphne. And now it was five years ago that you discovered your calling in the capital markets industry. And I believe you have developed and built a robust client base comprising of over 2,000 individuals, contributed to a seven-figure revenue to the company. So tell us more. When did you get started on investing? It was actually quite recently, about two years ago oh. because of a change of life stage. Okay. Yeah, like needing to buy a house and things like that. Ah. So that's when I started. Uh, before that, I didn't get started because um, I had a lack of information and yeah. working in the capital markets did give me the information uh, and also confidence that I needed to get started. Wonderful. Yeah, it's uh, the lack of information. That's something we're going to be discussing just very uh, briefly and in a, in a few minutes. Now, but before that, I want you guys to share with me what is your biggest money lesson that you've learn in life, at least through the course of uh, when you've started investing. Maybe you can start first, Tanya. I think knowledge is power. And uh, I think that um, what I've realized is that 
everything is available to to us to to mm. learn. Yeah. Um, it's just it's knowing where to find wh- who to trust, mm. where to find the information, yeah. and whom to trust. Um, and I think that when you look at um, social media, finfluencers as they're called, it's figuring out the wheat from the chaff and mm. and who who you can trust. And once you've done that, and you uh, have a good, solid understanding of who to follow, whose advice to take. Who, um, it, I think that's a great um, north star. Okay, knowledge is wealth. What about yourself, uh, Daphne? Uh, building on what Tanya said, knowledge is one thing, and it also helps in managing, uh, being able to manage your money. I think that's one of the biggest lessons. Mm. Uh, you need to know what to do with it in order yeah. to be able to grow it sustainably and um, do anything else that you want to with it. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. Uh, that's a very good start. And it sets the tone for today's interview. Now, let's jump in into uh, women and investing. Now, a 2021 survey by Fidelity found that 60, 67% of women are now investing outside of their retirement accounts and this compares to back in 2018 at 44%. So it's quite comforting to know that a number or there's an increasing number of women investing today. But first, let's talk about some of the concerns that you're hearing on the ground when it comes to investing among women. Maybe Daphne can start first. So a lot of the things that we hear is they're not sure where to start mm. or where to find the information, as yeah. Tanya mentioned earlier. And they think that it is too risky for them. Right. Because they don't have the access to the information and uh, maybe there's nobody in their circle to help them. So, mm. there are some of the common concerns that we hear on the ground. Okay, what about yourself, Tanya? So, whilst your data is accurate in that more women are investing than ever before, mm. um, we're still, in terms of number of women investing, we are increasing. Yeah. But where, the, where we fall down is, is, the value, is the amount of investments that they're making. Mm. So, it's a still relatively small sums. When you look at assets under management, it is much... Um, the, the stats are nowhere near as positive looking as, as the stats you've, you've shared with us today. Mm. Um, for, for, for us at Sophia um, and through my experience, I believe that largely it is to do with uh, knowledge um, or lack thereof, uh, education. There's very little financial literacy yeah. happening in our schooling from our parents who are often uh, ill-equipped to educate us as children. Um, and then I think also financial services industry is overwhelmingly male. And although that's changing, it's changing at quite a slow pace. Yeah. And what I mean by that is senior decision makers. Um, we need senior leaders. We need to see it to believe we can do it and believe that investment is an option for us. So if 80 and 90 percent of wealth managers and financial advisors are male, um, mm. respectively. Um, so it's very difficult, as you can imagine, for women to be approached by a male financial advisor or wealth manager and believe that this is actually a product or service for them. Um, It's very easy for them to self-select out. So we just need more female representation so we feel more welcomed Mm. and more targeted. Yeah, it's a welcoming uh, approach that we need to to bring up more in this space as well. Now, I'd like to build up on that point about the fact that men invest more and they're more more involved in this space because they invest larger in the larger scale than women as well as evidenced by BNY Mellon's findings that if women invested at the same rate as men, there would be an extra $3.22 trillion of assets under management. At the same time though, a separate survey by Fidelity's 2021 Women in Investing found that women's investment returns were at 0.4% higher than males on average. So despite past research revealing how women tend to outperform men, why do you think women are not as confident though, Tanya? So women are excellent investors. Yeah. Okay, and that, like the, the data tells us that. We're yeah. excellent investors and there's many 
reasons why. Firstly, I think one of the primary reasons is that we do a lot of reading, mm. a lot of back reading. Women tend to want to know everything about everything before they would take a, a first step. Yeah. So whilst that sounds positive because we're, um, we're very well educated in something before we will take action. So it's inevitable that we will, it will be a, a more sound decision because mm. we've, we've educated ourselves thoroughly on the yeah. point. But because of that need to thoroughly educate ourselves, we're not taking that step at the pace, same pace that men are, mm. who are, tend to be much more gung-ho about investments. Yeah. And when you're taking gung-ho or more confident um, action, investment action, you're building confidence, you're learning through experience. Whether you lose or you win, you're actually gaining experience. And that experience leads to more action and therefore more returns. So mm. it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult situation. So whilst women make great investors, we just need to see more women investing right. um, in order for us to truly be better investors. Because right. if the pool size is as small as it is, of course, we're going to be excellent um, creme de la creme investors, yeah. because we're, that was a very small section of us and we've had to do a lot of pre-reading before mm. we've taken action yep. what we want to see is is you know mass action yeah um and perhaps we need to um think about the amount of knowledge we need to be able to take that action right i like what you built from there i like what you talked about there and then my biggest takeaway is women think a lot but they act less but men act too much and they don't think at all so <laughs> i didn't say that no, no, i'm just kidding <laughs> But um, all right, now Daphne, let's bring you into this conversation as well and talk about why do you think, uh, to what extent do you think that women's supposed underconfidence is making them better investors than men? I think that it gives them more patience yeah. and they're a bit more careful and they tend to have more conviction to what they're doing. So if mm. they decide to make an investment decision, they actually stick with it. Right. Um, whereas men can be a little bit more uh, flighty in that mm. sense. <laughs> yes. And uh, women, because they prepare a lot yeah. they tend also not to fight the market uh, so they don't expect the market to go in the way that they want and they don't go against that usually um, and they tend to make decisions as they come along with as much information as they can get I see yeah, yeah. that's a very good point and patience I think that's a that's a huge thing that um, men can learn from women as well and it's about uh, playing the long term gain as well because a lot of times we see a lot of people just going the short term looking at short term gains and hoping to make the best out of it now then, how are women closing in the gap between men uh, when it comes to self-evaluated financial prowess, Daphne? I think with the access to technology nowadays, mm. um, it is much more talked about. So they're much more exposed to it. And we're also seeing a lot more representation um, on the news and also by organizations like Sophia. Mm. Um, and when women see that there are other women who can do it, it makes them feel like they can do it too and they are more comfortable speaking to women yeah. uh, rather than men in that sense. So um, with that and the tools, they are able to get better. As long as they take the first step, mm. they will be able to progress forward. It sounds a lot like there needs to be a bigger community to get them together. What do you think, Tanya? Yeah, absolutely. Community is, is a fantastic word. Uh, you can see if we look to Europe and um, North America, Two of the biggest, um, one in each respective um, continent, is driving the 
um, the change that I believe women need, and it's all about community. Mm. Um, and I think that that's exactly what we we need in in Asia, and what what we're looking looking to um, to bring with Sophia. Asia is the fastest growing wealth accumulation hub for right. women's wealth in the world. Oh. Um, we will overtake North America in a few years, and I think that with with more money, more women working than ever before, with more money than ever before, it's inevitable that we need more financial education than ever before because mm. we've got more money to manage yeah. uh, or to lose if we're not managing it well. So yeah. it's vital. Mm. Interesting. Thanks a lot for that, ladies. Now, let's talk about some of the differences in terms of how men and women invest as well and the, the different approaches that is adopted. Maybe, um, Tanya, can you share with us, you know, what differences are you noticing when it comes to investing or managing finance between men and women? So I think that for for many, even working women, professional women, well-educated women, we're still seeing a lot of um, relationship dynamics where financial decisions are deferred to the men mm. um, within the relationship, mm. and um, which which is very you know traditional approach. Is, yeah. And I think um, with more women working than ever before, as I mentioned, with more money, um, we need to. We need to obviously evolve that uh, mm. traditional um, roles towards uh, decision making. Now, uh, one thing we encourage at Sophia is that even if, and it's very natural for relationships, within relationships, for you to uh, distribute and apportion roles within the home, whether it's the childcare or, you know, um, taking care of the, the, the admin, etc. It's very normal for this, for us to do that, even with finances. So even if your husband, your your partner is taking control of, of the financial decisions, mm. it's very important to set money dates. Yeah. So what does that mean? Once a month, it's in the calendar, we sit down, we look at what's happening with our finances, is where we know what's what's happened in the last month and we review it so every step of the way you're part of that decision making Mm. um, process I think for women we're really really good at managing uh, the day-to-day budget and uh, more often than not women are doing that within the relationships um, within the homes but more often than not the men are the ones making the long-term wealth accumulation decisions the Mm. investment decisions I like that one that you brought up that women tend to manage finance better than men because my partner also manages my finances pretty well if not I'm usually spending quite a bit what do you have to add to this uh, Daphne? I think what Tanya mentioned about budgets, um, so because people usually think that men are the one who take care of the finances, but mm. that's not exactly true. Yeah. So women actually do have the background and um, can build confidence from yeah. that, that they do have experience in finances and yeah. So they would too in investing because they already have the basic principles. Yeah, they know what's needed uh, for everyone and they think uh, uh, more than what we do as men as well. Now, earlier in March this year, I understand that CMC Markets sponsored an education series comprising eight modules on topics surrounding money management and investing and that, you know, Sophia would do the distribution to 130 Singaporean women that's aged 17 and above. So that's through Polytechnic and University Partners in Singapore. Now, ladies, can you talk to us about the significance of this collaboration and how it is empowering women to invest confidently today. Maybe, um, Tanya, you want to start? Yeah, sure. So I'm a huge believer in educating our young um, and actually even as young as four years old. So I believe this is where we should start with financial education. So when Daphne um, and team approached us about a course for young girls, um, young women in, in Singapore, this was, you know, ticked all of my personal boxes because this is 
where I believe we make mm. a huge change for future generations for, for girls. So it was fantastic to, to do this course and to go out to um, young women. And I've video di- I had a video diary actually with one young woman from SMU who's mm. now a friend of mine who went through all of the courses. Wow. And um, we have an amazing like video diary at the end. And mm. sort of it, it's great to see the transition that she made from f- going from spending every cent that her mother was giving her, mm-hmm. even um, the last five cents, she was buying something called a fishbowl. A fishbowl? Yeah, I okay. don't know what that is. Oh, a, a fishbowl. S- oh, a fishbowl. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's a sweet. As a sweet. It's a sweet, not a fishbowl. It's a sweet. So in the okay. in the canteen, um, because she had this money in her pocket, so yeah. the, the job was to spend the money. Uh, <laughs> and okay. at the end of all of the courses, she realized, aha, I need an emergency fund. Right. I need to save. I need to think about how I'm going to start investing right. when I get my first job. And that is the impact that, that those courses had. So it's fantastic. That's the, that's the change we want to yes. see as well. Yeah. What about you, Daphne? What are you, um, what, what, can you tell us more about this significance? Sure. So initially, we only uh, wanted to reach out to women as a whole. Yeah. And it was Tanya that suggested that we should reach out to younger women because mm. it's important to start young and nurture that kind of interest and practice mm. to get started. Uh, and we think this is an unrepresented kind of part of the market, especially in capital markets. Uh, from my experience in the CFD side, we don't usually see a lot of women, but that has changed now. So in the last five years, we start to see a lot more women coming forth and asking, how do I I get started? Yeah. What do I do with this? So um, that's how we got started with Tanya. Fantastic. Yeah. It's such an inspiring story to hear. And would you say that, you know, the, uh, I mean, the fact that you guys are starting from the youngest, youngest, four years old, I believe, right? Is how, it's how you guys differentiate from the other initiative that's available outside, maybe like other financial resources or causes that's available. Would you say that you starting from young, it's uh, how you differentiate yourself? For us, the CMC Markets and, and Sophia collaboration, yes, for sure. Mm. Uh, I, I, that's why I suggested that to Daphne because there is actually, you know, a fair amount. It's not necessarily female focused. It's mm. gender neutral. Yeah. And actually, just on that point, financial education is gender neutral. You yes. know, there's nothing we, we teach. There isn't anything we teach women mm. that is not applicable to men. Mm. It's just about packaging and an acknowledgement that women aren't engaging with the financial education that exists out there. So if they're not, it means there's probably something missing mm. in what's available. So we want to do it differently to try to appeal to them. Mm. So getting in young, making it more interesting, more bite-sized, um, removing some of that jargon, mm. and also being a bunch of women experts, you know, mm. from all across the different financial um, asset classes, we're yeah. all female experts. I think we have two male experts with probably more than 30 female experts. So wow. we're overwhelmingly female. Right. And I think that this... Um, together with all the things I mentioned, really does appeal to, to women and um, makes them feel that this is actually made for them, which yeah. I think is part is one of the biggest challenges in financial education for yeah. women is they're not feeling that this is made for them. Yeah, thank you for that. I really like it. It's a very impactful message just uh, to know that they feel belong in this yes. space as well. Now then, um, you know, let's just say um, there is a lady out there, a young adult or maybe a young teenager who wants to start investing, but they don't know where to start. So where should they step into or how should they step into the investment realm for the first time to seek opportunities in the capital markets? Maybe Daphne can start. Well, um, I think it's as simple as just asking the question, maybe to somebody in your circle that you've ever heard uh, talking about investing or maybe somebody you know that works in the financial markets. Because when you want to learn something or find out more about something and you ask the question, that opens up many doors 
for you. And also, um, well, there's always Google nowadays. <laughs> so... Um, yeah. Platforms like Google will direct you to other sorts of information and you can find uh, organizations like Sophia as well on there. So it's about asking the first question, taking the first step. Fantastic. What about yourself, Tanya? Well, definitely reach out to Daphne or I because we have just <laughs> the course and we have a few spots left. So happy to share those with women, young women um, in Singapore that still want uh, one of those courses. It's fantastic. Yeah. So I think um, when, when you're... When you're that young, it's investing is probably a, a, perhaps a little stretch too far mm. uh, because and what, what I mean by that is we must get our foundations in order. So if we took the young lady that I was referring to earlier, who was an SMU student, yeah. if we threw this young lady into investing without understanding that she shouldn't be spending that last five cents in her pocket, mm. she should be saving it. And every day she saves for her five cents. Um these are the foundational skills that will make you a much better investor. So, right. you know, saving, budgeting, sp uh, spend habits, um, your money mindset, mm. uh, all of these things, um, making sure your debt is paid down, mm. uh, making sure you've got your emergency fund. All of those things are the best place to start. Right. Okay, I've got all of my foundations really rock solid. I'm mm. really secure. I know what I'm doing and I'm able to save some money. Right. And then, okay, now I'm going to start investing. But where do you start? That's a really good question mm. start by learning what all the different asset classes are right. even just even the ones that you're not interested in i you just need to have a, a, a reasonable grasp of what they are just so you can either say i'm interested in that but not now or mm. this isn't for me um you know i'm going to rule this out or this one is for me i want to find out more and that way you start to narrow things down i'm not saying you need to become an expert on every single asset class but you just need to have a reasonable understanding you could say perhaps one or two sentences on each asset class and you can make a decision mm. on that yeah uh, if i can just add to yeah, that of course. so it's also about thinking about um what you what are your future financial goals where yeah. you are in life okay. because then after that when you research the asset classes you know you how to build your risk appetite right. what is suitable for your long-term goals short-term goals and then you can go from there yeah ultimately you need to set the foundation the foundations right know how to manage your money first before you know how to manage the market thanks a lot for that ladies now cmc markets also recently launched their new online and mobile trading platform, CMC Invest, for retail investors in Singapore. Just very briefly, Daphne, maybe tell us more about this um, new trading platform and how competitive are its prices compared to other available in the market? Sure. So CMC Invest uh, allows you to trade about 15 markets, wow. which is quite a lot depending yeah. on what you want because there's always mature markets and emerging markets. Um, in terms, And it's very easy to use, so I have to say this, mm. uh, for people who don't dare to take the first step, it's one yeah. of the easiest to use platforms that I've ever seen. Um, so very straightforward. And also in terms of pricing, commissions are actually almost zero and you do get free monthly trades. So for example, wow. for the US market, you get five free monthly trades and commission only starts after that. So it's uh -huh. a very affordable way to start investing your investing journey. Interesting. Don't we all love to hear that free <laughs> free commission as well? Now, before we let you go, all right, we, I, have to, I have to hear this from you guys as well. And maybe tell us why is it so important more than ever, like today, and for women to make investment decisions and the role they play in transforming the investment landscape for the future. Maybe, uh, Tanya, you want to start? Yeah, of course. Great question. 
So for me, I believe that women are great investors and have a really positive impact on our planet. So if you look at how um, how women invest, we're twice as likely to invest into ESG products, for example. Mm. So what does that mean? We're twice as likely to bring businesses into the world that are doing good for our people, our planet. And so this really matters. Mm. This matters for all of us, for our future. Mm. So this is, this is one thing that I think is really important. And the second thing is that women and Girls are more educated than ever before, as mentioned. And financial equality, I believe, is at the heart of all, all the gender equality issue that we, we, we have today. Yeah. Because, as I mentioned earlier, fine, you know, money is power. Being able to make decisions independently, not because they come from a place of fear, because of financial issues, things like that, really, really important for women. So mm. financial education, getting in young and being able to make really good, solid decisions on what's right for you and your life. It's fantastic. And you can do that when you have great financial literacy. Wonderful. What about yourself, Daphne? I think it's about empowerment. So yeah. including all of the points that Tanya mentioned, when you start uh, to be able to manage and control your money, that's the start of your financial freedom for women in that sense. Um, and it also leads to other part of your life where you feel that you could do something that you didn't previously think that you could mm. and you make progress and steps in that it actually gives you a lot of um, control over other parts of your life as well and um, success after that. Wonderful. This has been such an inspiring uh, conversation with you ladies. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. Alright, we've been speaking to Daphne Tan, the Head of Corporate Social Responsibility at CMC Markets and Tanya Rolf, the Co-Founder of Sophia, talking all about the challenges faced by women when investing and what more can be done to empower them to overcome these obstacles to capture opportunities in the capital markets. Continue to keep it right here with us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.